Hey, visionaries, this is Cuff. And this is Mo. This episode is brought to you by Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. If you are looking for the best insurance and customer service, make sure you pick up the phone and dial 972-645-1844 for Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. Whether it's home, life, business insurance, Robert Garcia and his staff are the best at protecting you and your family long term. Once again, that's Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. The phone number is 972-645-1844, and the website is farmersagent.com slash rgarcia. Welcome back to the Vision Lab Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Cuffey, alongside my co-host, Mr. Ryan Mosley. We are super excited today um, as we celebrate the conclusion of our second season. So shout out to you, Mo, man. We, I feel like we did a great job this year. It's been a hell of a two seasons, man. Six months, we have grown uh, exponentially. Absolutely. We're going to have to do some reevaluating in the uh, in the Christmas break in regards to what what's next on the list to get accomplished. Yeah, I mean, if you look back, this journey started, I guess, in, in, in publishing the episodes back on June 4th, right? I believe June 4th, yeah, yes. But we are one full year from really start to to this point damn near to the day yeah almost to the day so i just want to say i appreciate you brother absolutely it's been outstanding working with you um you know real treat we've come so far in really so so little of time um it's pretty cool to see see an idea come to fruition and now it has life and it has legs and it's moving and it's moving forward and we've gotten a tremendous amount of support from um all across the world. I mean, I, I'm looking at our analytics. We've got people in Bermuda. Um, France. France. Uh, Canada. Uh, Jamaica was another one I think I saw. So, I mean, it's really cool to, to see that. Watching know, seeds sprout. Yeah, 100%. And then hopefully touching lives and impacting uh, people to, to really become better versions of themselves. So, um, a lot to uncover here in this episode, this final episode, number 30. By the way, it's only right. It's a round number. Yeah. So it feels good. So the first season, um, you know, kind of as a, as a soft launch, we did 10. So we doubled down. I told you we got to double down. Yeah. We doubled down and we got to, uh, to 30. So, um, a lot to celebrate as we close out the year, as we close out the season. All gas, no breaks. That's it. That's it. So, um, let's kind of unpack some of the things that, that we experienced over, you know, the last six months or so. I'm down with it. So you had um, a major event happen in your life. We we thought about pulling the curtain back on that, but obviously didn't want to do that right away. Yeah, we can talk about it now. We're good now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I say I'm good, but you know, I'm, I'm in a better place with it now. I put it like that. Right. Oh, uh, let's see. September seventeenth, uh, I lost my dad. Mm. Uh, Ruben Mosley Jr. I miss you dearly every day. So uh, my dad was a diabetic. And he was the stereotypical diabetic who just refused to follow doctor's orders. It would it would it basically boiled down to right, and so it's a heck of a thing to be like, all right, like when this whole when the whole diabetes thing first started, the doctors were like, well, Mister Moses, like you're in great shape, other than the whole you know diabetic thing. Basically, like just quit eating this and this, and you'll be fine. Right. And I remember, you know, this is probably like seven eight years ago now. At this point, I remember the lady putting up a chart in the hospital saying, "If you don't do this, this will happen. If you don't do this, this will happen." So on, so on, and so forth. And you're there in the hospital with them. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, she got to the part of the chart where it was just like, "If you don't do this, you will be on dialysis and you will require oxygen." And of course, my dad, being the defiant, you know, person he was, like, "I'm not doing that." Blah 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 blah. And I don't know. Four and a half years later, uh, he went into 
a diabetic shock, if you will. And it was emergency dialysis. I remember mm. getting a phone call at like two o'clock in the morning. My brother was on the phone saying, hey, we're taking dad to the hospital. Here's where we're going to be. So, you know, get out of bed, hop in the car. And we're walking into a hospital room, like coming around a corner. And I, can, I can't see him yet, but I can hear my dad like essentially fighting for his life, right? So he saved him that day. You know, at that point, he was on dialysis. So you, you know, it's emergency dialysis. You have no choice. Like either you do dialysis or your kidneys will fail on you. And that, that's it. Um, so then, you know, I've had a, I've had an interesting year, right? Uh, you know, new jobs, just, just a lot of stuff. And so, uh, September 17th, which I believe was a Tuesday, uh, my wife calls me and she's like, Hey, uh, you know, she's giving me the, uh, she's asking me like, Hey, I need your new work address. Da, 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 Cause I'd switch jobs or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, she's doing stuff for insurance and the baby. Da, 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 da. And next thing I know, she texts me. She's like, Hey, I'm at the front door. I was like, what, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? Like, Considering where I work at, where my wife works at, like, what are you doing over here this time of day? Like, right. You know, and I'm, you know, you're not just surprising me for lunch. Like, what's up? And she was like, hey, your dad passed away. Really? So I had to go in, tell my new boss, like, hey, I got to go down. Da, 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 and, you know, shout out to my, my, my employer. They were, they were really cool about everything. Um, It's a heck of a thing, like, to see your parent gone. Like, like, gone. Like, as in. I wasn't there when he passed away. He was at the house by himself. He apparently was coming back from getting something to eat. And, uh, you know, my mom has been a trooper throughout all of this. And so, you know, people were asking me, like, you know, friends of people who, you know, really know, like, they were checking in on me. They're like, hey, Mo, how are you doing? Da, 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 da. And I really was just like, okay, like, I understand, quote, unquote, the concept of death because I remember seeing my grandmother essentially almost passing away. I remember seeing my grandfather the last night he was alive. Um, but then when it's your dad and you have to go in there the day before the funeral and then they've got him all dressed up and whatever. Cause my dad had told us a long time ago what he wanted to wear, you know, what he wanted to be buried and all that stuff. It's a heck of a thing, man, to go in there and see your dad, your hero, uh, you know, your, your, your Superman to literally be laying in a casket. And that like, it's, it's a true sense of finality. Like, like that's it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I broke down that day. And then we had the funeral the next day. I was a mess. Um, and I've had some hard days in between then and now. And then like the crazy part about it is like my dad passed away on September 17th. Let's see, the following Sunday night slash Monday morning, uh, my cousin was murdered, Andre Emmett. Uh, those of you who are from DFW know exactly who that is. You know, Texas Tech basketball, great. You know, big three, uh, great, you know, long time overseas or whatnot. So September was uh, a trying month. To, to, that's an understatement. Absolutely, right. that's a good word though. Trying, um, but it's uh, it's just real, man. It's life, um, as I say. You know, my grandparents used to say, "Just keep on living." And so, uh, I mean, you know, we're we're getting ready to head into a new year or whatnot. And uh, I would tell any of those people out there, you know, if you haven't lost a parent or if you have a bad relationship with a parent, uh, you only get one. Whatever the circumstances may be, you know. Excuse me. Whatever the circumstances may be, do the best you can to write that. I mean, me and my dad are in a good place. Like that's you know my superhero, or whatever. Like I never. And people ask me like, well, why do you conduct yourself the way you do? Uh, my dad wasn't a perfect man. Well, nobody's perfect, right? But one of the things that I took from him was that you know if you call yourself a man, you got to stand for something. Um, and I tell my wife all the time like we don't fold in my house. Like, right, wrong, or indifferent, whatever stance you're going to take on something, you'd be willing to deal with the consequences that come from behind it, good or bad. 
we don't fold. We're taking everything head on. Uh, it's kind of it's interesting. My dad went out in the way that he chose to go out because he basically told the doctor, "I'm, I'm gonna do what I want to do." All right. Now, if he if he'd have followed doctor's orders, he probably would still be here. But it's is it's, there a part of you that resents him for not doing that? No, I don't. Re- I don't. I don't resent him. It's a part of me that because I understand my dad, I understand how his mind thinks. So it's a part of me that like actually understands and respects it a little bit because. It's like I'm going out. I'm doing this my way, and at the same, and like I said, I'm I'm willing to deal with whatever consequences come behind it. Like, well, whatever you give me, I'm I'm gonna stand on my own two feet and handle it. Like it is what it is. Um, so like in a weird way, I under, I understand his mindset, right? Um, it's just one of those things to where did it necessarily have to be that way? No, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're not the ones in charge. We're just kind of along for the ride. Um, so yeah, I've I've definitely had some hard days. Uh, my wife has been amazing throughout all this. Um, and then you know, there have been some times where like I'll just kind of get in the car and go driving or whatnot, or just find somewhere quiet and just kind of try to gather my thoughts or whatnot. But it's uh, it's been something else, man. Uh, August for like my family, August through August through October is a very interesting time. Uh, we have like a lot of birthdays, uh, deaths. And uh, and things like that that kind of happen between August and October. So it's uh, it's it's been a real couple of months for sure. Well, obviously, um, I remember getting that call from you that morning and thinking, "Oh my God, okay." Uh, well, obviously, first and foremost, focus on your family, do what you got to do. TVLP will will take the back burner, and you're like, "No, we'll, we'll keep the show moving. We'll, sh- we'll keep the show going, and we got to do this, this, and this." And so. Um, because just, that's him. That that's him. Like no matter the consequences, like whatever needs to be done, we're gonna do it, and then we will cry about it or whatever else we need to do. We'll deal with that part later on. Like, yeah. I knew once it happened and the realization that he is no longer with us in that sense. I, I mean, I'm a I'm a father myself. Like I can't go in the tank. I can't just stop. Like right. that's not an option. I got a 14 month old at home. Like she needs her dad, and so I find the time for myself intermittently whenever I can. But going in the tank and just stopping and Coloring up in a ball and, and doing nothing. That's that's not an option. Well, you know, TVLP is is Mo and and we just want to, you know, extend our, our loving arms to you and your family. I know it's been a couple months since that happened, but obviously, you know, we uh we we've been praying for you guys and hoping that uh, you know, this is something that you can look back on and, and cherish all the moments that you've had with them, um, and not look at it as a moment of you know, sadness, but a moment of something to be proud of or someone to be proud of. So, uh, brother, I love you and I appreciate uh, you, you telling that story because that's hard. Obviously, out of respect for you, we we didn't want to talk about this. I mean, you and I had conversations about, you know, it's just something that we want to talk about because it's real life, right? And it's things that we all have to deal with. But um, obviously, out of respect for you, I was going to let you make that call and you can tell us what you wanted to do or, or not. So, um we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we wanted to get that out, and uh, sorry to start the <laughs> the end of the— <laughs> We didn't want to make it so heavy, but it yeah, is what it is, it is man. It's it real is. life. It's life. It's real life. It's, it's real life. For sure. It's, it's, you know, as as my grandparents used to tell me, just keep on living like you will experience stuff. And yeah. there's, you know, either you're going to handle it and deal with it head on, or you're going to run and hide from it. Yeah. And like I said, man, I mean, Mo is TVLP, and we, we never had that opportunity for— for you to get that off your chest and, and tell the audience what, what's going on. So we're going to lighten things up here for the uh, remaining uh, remainder of the show. So you guys stay tuned in here to the Vision Lab podcast with Cuff and Mo.
Hey everyone, this is Edwina, co-owner of Blowing Smoke Cigar Lounge. And this is Lisa, co-owner of Blowing Smoke Cigar Lounge. When you're ready to put some smoke in the air, join us at 215 West Camp Wisdom Suite 5, Duncanville, Texas 75116, where we have VIP Lounge, Spoken Word, and Jazz Night. Anytime you would like to connect with us, we're very active on social media. We're active on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That handler name is Blowing Smoke Cigar Lounge. That's blowing without the G. Welcome back to the Vision Lab podcast. So what I want to do now, Mo, is I want to take a look back and, and of all the different uh, highlights that we had from you know, the second season. I mean, we had a lot of great guests. I mean, we did 20 episodes, um, 19 guests. It was, it was definitely an amazing ride. One of the most talented folks that we had the opportunity to, to interview was Terrell Brown. Absolutely. I was retired defensive back from the San Francisco 49ers. I've known him since I was a child, uh, way back in little league days. Um, and we were talking to him about, you know, what he wants to put his hands into. Um, now that he's retired and he's set up shop with his family Father of four girls, by the way. God bless. God Good. bless him. Amen to that. Well, we both have girls. Yeah, right. All the way around. But uh, he was talking about, you know, when he kind of picks and chooses what he want to put his hands into, whether it's, you know, charity events or the real estate business or uh, his clothing line, however you want to put it. Um, and he talked about the difference between having a like, uh, liking something versus wanting to actually be involved with something he actually loves. Welcome back to the Vision Lab podcast. Uh, we're here with Terrell Brown, uh, CEO, founder, all of the above of Stut, stronger than you think. Uh, this is the Vision Lab, T. Brown, and and one of the questions I like to ask everybody: when you hear the word vision, whether it's athletics, whether it's business, whatever it is that you're trying to, or not necessarily you, but anybody who's trying to be successful in whatever venture they're pursuing in life, you hear the word vision. What do you think about? What comes to mind? My goals. Uh, when I think of vision, I think about something that I have to achieve within a certain time frame. Um, we all have uh, gifts that God gives us or the universe gives us. And it's our job to find out what that gift is and to tap into it. And once you tap into it, uh, you become more and more passionate about it. And now that's your vision. You see it. You actually get an opportunity to feel it. And from there, now you have to manifest. And then from manifesting, and now it becomes reality. When it comes to making things an actual, like you said, a reality, from your perspective, now you're real estate, you know, you got your clothing line, which you might be able to talk about as well, charity foundation. Do you find, in, the, in regards to, you know, the name names, but the people that you work with or you deal with, people that you just come across throughout, you know, daily business meetings because you operate in that space, do you find that sometimes, people either have a lack of vision or is it more people don't want to get their hands dirty and really just do the work? I think it's a lack of vision. You know, you have to have a purpose for why you're going into whatever it is you're putting your passion into. And a lot of times people do it just for finances. They don't do it because they love it. And I've noticed in this new generation now, we like everything, but we love nothing. Mm. You know, and I always relate things back to the things that you love. If you love your father or your mother or your wife, you wouldn't let anything happen to them. The same thing with your goals and your vision and your dreams. If you love it that much, you wouldn't let someone come deter you or get you off of your path or get you off of your focus. So 
I would say, man, the lack of focus and the lack of detail is what is hurting a lot of us in this new age or new society. I think when we change our focus and focus more on the things that we love instead of the things we like, we will get rid of the distractions and we will have a better uh, overall success rate or what we may think success is to us. Let me let me ask you this too. You mentioned your mom. She passed away when you were 10. Right. Has she taught you more living or more deceased? I think more deceased. Yeah, yeah more I kind of get that from you. Yeah. I really do. I've, she's taught me more deceased about um, fighting for the things that you love, uh, never quitting, adversity, and understanding that everything is purposeful. And when you relate things back to purposeful, um, you'll overcome more obstacles than what you'll give yourself credit for. And that's why I started uh, STUT. And the acronym is Stronger Than You Think. It's to let people know, like, sometimes being strong, you don't know how strong you are until having to be strong is the only source. On what you got. It's all you got. That's all you got is to figure it out. You know, yeah, you might be down for a point in time, but you have the opportunity to figure it out. And once you figure it out and you put that energy into a positive form, man, it manifests something amazing. And to see that kind of happen in my life, man, she's come through me, come through for me so many times, man, I'm, I'm forever grateful. So you mentioned the word manifest a couple of times within this specific segment. Right. And then you talk about mindset. Where did all this come from? Like, when did you, because this is the, the hot thing right now, right? Everyone's talking about your 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 mental psyche and keeping it positive and, um, you know, what you, what you put out there can manifest. And it all sounds so cool. Right. And hell, we even have a Vision Lab podcast, right? right. But when it's no one around and whether you're on the field at 16, 17, 18 years old, or you're with the new England Patriots or you're in the, with the Oakland Raiders, like, are you really thinking in terms of, man, if I just believe this can manifest, were you really thinking that? You have to believe. I mean, that's, that's all you have. That's all you have is belief, you know? And at the end of the day to, play on a high level. And when I say play on a high level, I mean, I'm talking about sports aspect of it. Um, you're playing with the top of the top. So if your mental isn't right weekend or day in and day out, they'll weed through you really quickly and they'll find that little hole that will deflate your tire. So for me personally, I play corner and you have to have a short memory you have to be able to understand the game and you have to be a student of the game because you're going to give up catches. But it's not about the catches that you give up. It's about, OK, how do you learn from giving up that catch and how do you make that next play? So for me, I learned that at a very young age that my mind controls everything from when my mother passed, from when my father passed, from when I almost lost my eyes, an eight year old. I learned that. My mind can control everything else and my body will follow. So that was T. Brown, man. What an amazing dude. I mean, like his story was incredible talking about his visions and goals, you know, doing it for the love, um, obviously the lessons that he's learned um, and, and what 
success looks like. So one of the episodes that we we had the uh, pleasure, I guess one of the guests that we had the pleasure of interviewing was, was Paul Rogers. And um, we have a lot of talented guests that, that come from all different walks of life. Um, he's an example from um, now our producer and, and partner, uh, Paul. This is just his level of talent. So y'all, y'all check this out. Welcome back to the Vision Lab podcast. Uh, we are here with Mr. Paul Rogers at Nexum Creative. Paul, That's thank you right. again for having us out. Thank you guys for allowing me to ramble on this show. <laughs> so before we left, uh, we were talking about how music essentially was another part of helping, you know, save you, if you will. Yeah. Um, and Cuff has a request of you. All right, here we go. Let him go. Let it go. Just You want me just to give him a couple of seconds, just right? Give, give it to him. <clears throat> give the people what they want. A bar, if you will. A bar, okay. Um, me, 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 me. Mm. All right. The cool thing about this is we're in my studio and we can redo it if we need to. Huh. Uh. <laughs> Go ahead. The people All are right. waiting. All right. Girl, I'm in love with you. This ain't the honeymoon. Past the infatuation phase. Right in the thick of love, at times we get sick of love, seems like we argue every day. That's it. Thanks. All right. That's it. I appreciate it. You're not charging us for that, are you? Yeah, it's an extra, <laughs> it's an extra thousand an hour, you know what I'm just saying? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's we'll, it, though. We'll, we'll work something out. Yeah. yeah easy, we'll easy, out. easy times. We'll easy times. Yo, you're over-talented. Appreciate it. Uber-uber-talented, man. Uh, yeah, another reason why I'm so proud of you. Uh, right now, we're here yeah. in Nexum uh, Creative in Nothing But Podcast. So let's talk about some of the business uh, fronts that you have right now. Yeah. Um, you got Nexum. Yep. You got Nothing But Podcast. Yep. And then you've got... Um, Addictive Sound Addictive Studios. Addictive Sound Studios. Addictive Sound Studios is my recording studio, a vocal production studio. Um, you know, I work, arrange, produce all kinds of music for a lot of, a lot of different artists. And um, that's been going on like in... It's been, I mean, shoot, it's been going on. I've been audio engineering for like 15 years. Right. I got kind of screwed over in studios. So I was like, well, I'm going to learn this myself because I'm tired of paying you $2,000 for a, a, a verse. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, it was bad. I got screwed over a lot. I've been screwed over a lot in my life. So I was like, nah, there's no, I need you. It's going to me. It's going to be me. I'm going to learn it. That's it. I'm telling you, if you get tired of getting messed over, do it yourself. Figure it out. Figure it out. And that's and that's that's what I I preach that to my kid all the time. I'm like, I, I want you to shoot for failure. Please shoot for failure. You shoot for only things that you know you can attain, you're gonna be mediocre. There's a message. I'm telling you. Not just the kids. Shoot for failure. I like that. I love shooting for failure. Dream because, big. And and it's you know, I, I hear that a lot. You know, dream big, but some people don't get that. And because I, I've always said that to my kid, dream big. It's getting out of your comfort zone. It is because I always strive. I shoot for failure. I'm like, man, when I start this, because I started a podcast business from doing music recording because I know vocals like the back of my hand. I can make a vocal sound crispy. I mean, just beautiful. And I was like, I had somebody come in and they were like, I, I, I need a podcast. And I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> we have three guests. I was like, uh. You guys call can't fit in my booth because it's not a very big booth and I have one microphone. So what do I do? I was like, you know what? One person asked me for a podcast and I built a podcast studio. Because you knew there was a market for it. There's a market for it. Podcasts are huge. And I was like, you know, 
Yeah, if I fail, I fail. It's only money. That's all it is. And that's where people don't realize. It's an investment. Money literally grows on trees. Facts. And people don't think that. People are so scared to fail, and some are even scared to succeed. It's interesting that you ask, that you say that, because I wanted to ask you, you're talking about shoot for failure. Yeah. Why do you think people are afraid to shoot for failure? I, th- I think that people, I think when you do not shoot for failure, it's because of an underlying issue of not fully trusting in your own skills. I literally, I, I, I think that I can, I can, I can pick apart. I, I know very, very confident people and very, very talented people, but they aren't where they should be because there's some underlying insecurity that they think that, that will hold them back from success. I, the reason I shoot for failure is because I have one lifetime to live yeah. and I will never wonder what if. Unless it's skydiving. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I will never in my, um, I can be on my dying deathbed with leprosy and I will never say, what if I'd have skydived and loved it? What if I'd have jumped out of a plane? What if I would have jumped out of a plane? I know a guy who was in the, uh, was in the military and he actually went skydiving during his, during his training. And he said, Mo, he said, it looks like it does in the cartoons when you jump out of a plane at X amount of thousands of feet. I said, what do you mean? He's like, you know, you watch like, you know, the old Disney cartoons and it looks like just a bunch of square grids or whatnot over a field. He said, it looks like that when you're that high. In the air. <laughs> he said, that's the he said, You look down and it looks just like a cartoon. That's, see, I don't feed fear into my life except for opportunity. All right. So can he not go or what? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you don't find yourself in a studio with like Dave Hollister and people like that without having a little bit of talent, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I loved about Paul's episode is that he had one of the deepest and most impactful messages throughout this entire season. And we'll talk about some other folks, but um, you and I actually had an opportunity to talk to an individual that, that reached out to us and said, hey, this is how this affected me. This is how this impacted me. And really bared their soul to what Paul's message and how that resonated with them. Yeah, we had that phone call that night. Um, We were kind of doing a little bit of audience engagement, if you will. Um, And the gentleman told us, he said, hey, when when that guy said, shoot for failure, I got emotional. He said, "It, it it, it made me think about, you know, everything I've overcome in my life just to get to this point. Um, And I think Paul in that segment was, is one of the most poignant, poignant pieces of content we've put out so far. Absolutely. So our next guest is, is actually near and dear to me, Mo. Um, this is one of the highlights of, of season two for me, Chantel Anderson, AKA Telly, um, former best friend from, from college. And it was really cool to kind of hear her story in a different way. Um, one that I've never heard before. So you guys take a listen here as she really bears her soul and tugs at our hearts. So let me let me ask you this. Um, you talked about kind of coming from an abusive background. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about the mindset that you had to have in enduring that type of uh, situation and how that applies or how you utilize that even still today? Yeah, I mean, I, I think growing up, anytime you grow up in a situation that is not ideal, we all have some type of way that our, our life wasn't ideal. But for me... Uh, it 
it made me very independent. It, uh, it made me more of a fighter. And I, it was interesting because when I went across the country, I expected to be a new person, become a new person there. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to Vanderbilt. I'm gonna become a star. I'm gonna change my life. And, and that's what happened. But the crazy part is that wherever you go, there you are. And so I didn't, I went to Vanderbilt and I achieved my dreams, but I was still very much the broken person that had left the West Coast. And a lot of the things that happened in college and after uh, was me just trying to figure it out. I think a lot of times what people don't understand is that when you are in the public eye, uh, some and, and you're broken, sometimes you're you're on the stage trying to fix yourself while everyone else is watching you without letting anybody else know that you're broken. Right. It's like you're fixing yourself in real time. Yes. And or you're trying to. Exactly. And you're trying to hide the fact that you're actually broken because you're on stage for everyone to see. And so I think it was it it gave me a an experience and there was a dynamic there that I had two very different identities. Uh, I was a basketball player, I was a an athletic star. Um, I was the next, you know, Vanderbilt basketball, great, whatever. And then on the other side of that, in my personal identity, when it was just me, I was I was broken. I hated myself. I felt worthless. I I remember I struggled with eating disorders and self-harm and, you know, just all this self-destructive behavior. And for me, uh, a lot of that came from my past. And so at Vandy and, and just even in the onto the WNBA trying to reconcile those two identities and fighting to try to make them into one person uh, while everyone is watching you. Right. It's kind of, it's difficult. Not to mention you have to perform night in and night out. Oh, a- absolutely. And so people don't really care. Right. They're like, uh, I know you're crying right now, but um, hey, we got a game in 15 minutes. So can you can you get out your feelings? Because uh, we kind of need you to score 25. <laughs> you're like, ugh. <laughs> I'm curious, how did you handle that being, as, as we're using the word broken, if you will. So how, how did you handle being broken and at the same time in development and you're in development and trying to fix things on the fly. But at the same time, like you just said, hey, we need you to go get 25 and 10. What steps did you take to, to, for lack of a better word, maintain or get through that rough spot to where you could actually find a safe place to develop and, and to heal whatever was broken? Yeah, uh, I. I didn't, to be honest, the basketball court was my safe space. And so what I will say is that I worked harder than um, almost everyone I knew. Like I was always in the gym. I was uh, completely dedicated to to basketball. Uh, And then that was where I went to. I remember there were times where I was just so so hurting and so mad and so angry and you know so whatever that I would just go to the gym and shoot until I couldn't see straight because that's what uh, that was my only safe space Uh, then as time went on I started to uh, find more relationships that felt like more of a safe space and so that was another way where I really uh, started to cope with that and and talking about coping with you know, some of the trials and hardships that you had to deal with. Um, like, I saw you pretty much every day or at least once or twice a week, right? Yeah. I had no idea about an eating disorder. I had no idea about 
uh, self-harm. I had no idea about the depression that existed. I mean, because you're beautiful, you're talented, you've got this smile that literally lights up the room every time you walk in. How did you hide that? Man, that is a, it's a good question. I think uh, to your defense and to our defense as, uh, as college students, we're not really looking for that. Like we're all trying to figure out, like I remember when when we were best friends, like you were still trying to figure out like your relationship back home and you were trying to make it as a, um, as a uh, football player. And, you know, we was all trying to get through our classes and, you know, so we have so much going on that, uh, and then for me, if I let somebody know, I remember, you know, walking in, being on a, uh, a, uh, basketball trip and I had binged, I had uh, eaten a lot. And then I went to the bathroom to throw up, to make myself throw up. And a, a teammate walked in on me and found me throwing up and she didn't say anything. She didn't say anything to, she, she kind of walked in and she was like surprised, but she didn't tell my coach. She didn't tell my trainer. She didn't tell anybody. Why? Probably because they needed me to keep playing, Right. you know? So I think it's, it's a combination between um, needing me to perform, but also like the people around me weren't really looking for those things. And, and you got good at wearing a mask too, didn't you? Yes. And we get, we get really good because again, when you're on stage, you get really good at performing. And that was one thing, you know, going back to my abusive relationship, I remember the first time my mom gave me one of the worst beatings of my life. It was in the living room. I was on the floor and for somehow I had ended up without any clothes on and she was literally beating me with a spoon and with one of those wooden uh, Kool-Aid spoons. And um, that was the first time I sent my mind somewhere else. Hmm. That was the first time that I was like, you no, there, you, there, I, you were there physically, but I you would, left. Exactly. And so from that point on, I had trained myself very early on in life. Like if I don't want to be somewhere, then I don't need to be there. If I don't want to let you see what's going on, then I don't need to let you see what's going on. And then a lot of people, they were so, like Ryan said, with the smile and with the, with the numbers and the athleticism and all of that, uh, a lot of people were distracted by all that and they don't really care to look deeper. I don't think that's what was going on with you, but we was we was all trying to make it. Right, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Wow. I mean, what an amazing story from her background of being a victim of sexual assault, uh, being in an abusive relationship, eating disorders, to being now like this major influencer and motivator to, to people across the country. Uh, and a, a truly ins inspirational and impactful story from Chantel Anderson. Cuff, our next guest in regards to like the, this highlight episode we're putting together for everybody. Um, we didn't realize it when we were actually, you know, planning the Vision Lab podcast. So we're essentially de delving into the world of being what they call creative. Right. Um, DJ Ivory, uh, who is near and dear to my heart. Uh, great, great person. Uh, for those of you out there who are looking for anything creative or, or branding needs, talk to her. Um, but we we straight up asked her, you know, what what does she think is the definition of a real creative? And she gave us all kinds of nuggets. Okay, so you mentioned a word, and I wrote it down as soon as you, as soon as you said it, right? What is your definition of a creative? Making something out of nothing. Literally, I feel like a creative is anybody that can turn an idea into reality or turn a 
thought into a product. You know what I mean? Like turn a blank canvas into a painting and whatever that blank canvas is and whatever the painting is, you know what I mean? That is a... What a, what, what a metaphor or just an analogy. A manifestation. Yeah, yeah whatever you could, t- like that's a true creative. When you could say, this is all I got is a notebook and a pen, but I'm a, I'm the number one best-selling author in New York Times. That You already see the vision, now you about, you're just going to write and you're going to make it happen. That's a true creative for me because I feel like my whole entire, my life message is creating something out of nothing. Like I li- nobody has ever given me anything. You know what I mean? In these days, they call it a hustler, right? right. They call it a go a grinder. You know, and I don't really believe in all that, but I've always seen something and said, you know what? I'm going to figure out how to do it. Everything is figure outable. When did, when did you realize you had that skill set? Honestly, at the age of 14, because I saw my mama didn't really, really have the money to uh, do a lot of things. Um, and she, she would never know this, but I knew that, that we were struggling. You know what I mean? So I took it upon myself to start a business. And I know this is going to sound funny, but I was a weed puller. Not that type of weed, but I was pulling, you know, those extra uh, grass around your little flower. Because we live in D.C. Oh, okay. So, you know, the little yards are small. It wasn't much, but they would plant, you know, my neighbors would plant their little flowers, but they hated the weeds that would grow around it. So I saw a need. You don't want to pull them. I will. I'm young. I'll get out in the sun. I pull so I was doing that for about $25. And I knew then that, hmm, I, I have a business mindset. I'm a creative. I, I've always been able to see something and figure out how to do it. My mom was a ceramic. She does she did ceramics. She does ceramics. She after watching her for so long, I can tell you how to make plates, cups. I can actually, if I wanted to today, become a artist in ceramics and have a ceramic business, I could. Because I watched her do it. That's crazy. I mean, to watching my aunt make clothes, to this day, I still, if I can't find something, I still can make me a skirt. So let me ask you this. Can mm-hmm. you, can, let's say I don't have this entrepreneurial mindset mm-hmm. or, or spirit, can I develop that I believe I so myself to yes that. absolutely I think that it, it it comes with discipline it comes with consistency number one the willpower and then the discipline like so for example like if you say well I'm not really a go-getter you can be if you want it bad enough you know what I mean? Like, if you want something bad enough, you will figure out a way to go get it. Go downtown and start living downtown with nothing to, to, to show for. Yeah. And that'll make you, you be That'll make it. you. Okay. But we're too, we're so conditioned to be comfortable. We're so conditioned to stay within our bubbles, our way of living. And society teaches us to live a certain way and do a certain thing. For me, I've always been the opposite. Like, mm, I might do it. So you're telling me I got to be smart to graduate at 16? I, I disagree. I'm going to show you how you can graduate and don't have to be, quote, unquote, an honor roll, a straight-A student to graduate young. I get the feeling that you are, for lack of a better phrase, you're comfortable being uncomfortable. You're okay operating in some form of, of uproar or chaos. Like, it's natural to you at this point in the game. Like, you, you're used to figuring it out. No matter what somebody throws at you, you've got a skill set. You've got a mindset, more importantly, to where no matter what, you're going to figure it out and, and, and press on and move forward to the next objective. Pretty much. And that can be a blessing and a curse. You know, actually be, being a female that 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 has that that willpower, that mindset, you know, I, but I also watched my mother do it too, you know, and for her to uh, be intentional about 
showing me that listen, if you want to be a rocket, uh, uh, a rocket ship, you can be a rocket ship. And I know that's crazy, but I watched her do that, and so. I think that it's so important as a creative, if you feel like you can't be a creative or, oh, I just don't have that, you do. You do. Just whatever you have, just start there. I'm telling you, Cuff, DJ was uh, a pleasant surprise. Like I told you, it's like, hey, I know somebody in this whole creative space that we need to have her on. She's completely self-made, a hell of a backstory. Um, and when she started talking about like what a true creative is, you know, she is the epitome of that, uh, you know. Literally putting your hands on something and turning turning nothing into something. Yeah, I thought she really reminded us of of our minds and like the ability for us to you know really figure things out and be intentional. Our next guest, or or at this point, they're not even guests. They're 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 a conglomerate, right? They're 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 a crew. They are uh, the the people at Dallas Leaf LLC slash you know Big Smoke Dallas Twenty Twenty. Shout out to the sponsors. Um, they are the epitome of how a, a group of people with one common purpose is supposed to move and operate with each other, right? Um, you know, we, we were recording out at Blow It Smoke in Duncanville. Shout out to Edwina and, and Lisa. Um, and, you know, we're talking about our favorite cigars. Next thing you know, they dropped this on us. We got Dallas Leaf Cigars, which we just launched in August. 1841 DL is the I'm name. I'm sorry, did you just say that y'all have your own cigar line? We have our yes, own have cigar, our cigar line. line. Yes, right. Yo, you're not smoking one? <laughs> I didn't know. We just oh, found out. We, man, we just five seconds right. ago. I'm yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. We uh, we sitting around we smoking. Okay. Okay. Y'all saw our face. That was yeah. new stuff. Right. Like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. I, I kept hearing him saying the company. I'm thinking, okay, he's talking about Dallas Leaf as a company. No, no, we're talking about the cigar. I okay. thought he was talking about like the clothes, like the stuff, the stuff they got on. <laughs> and he got a no, cigar in his hand. I said, nah, wait a minute. We have a cigar line. And, uh, and who, who would have thought? Taz came up with that name too 1841 DL. Why 1841 DL? Um, 1841 is um, when uh, Dallas, Texas was uh, founded as a, a union. And so, um, again, we're in Dallas. So we want to make sure that we, we stick with that. And DL is for Dallas Leaf. So um, the 1841 Dallas Leaf stick. So that is what we have. That's dope. We have two blends of it right now. Yeah, we, are, yeah, we have two blends. We have the uh, Honduran blend uh, that is... Um, it's a beautiful stick. Both of them are beautiful sticks. Um, it has a little bit of white pepper uh, at the first third and at the end third. And then in the middle, it's really creamy. Um, and uh, they're both medium to full sticks. Um, the other one is a Nicaraguan. Um, and it is um, it's smooth all the way through. Uh, you're going to get a lot of cream with that one. Uh, it has no spice in it or very little um, at the last third. Um, a little bit of coffee notes up off in there. A little bit of caramel notes in there, and uh, we have gotten great reviews on it. We we actually we uh we've we've given them out to a lot of uh, people, and um, 98% of the people absolutely love them, man. They just love that stick. So again, big ups to uh, Dallas Leaf LLC and everything that those folks are are doing out there. Um, and make sure you guys tune in because we're gonna have another special treat for you guys with uh, Dallas Leaf LLC and everything that they're doing with. Uh, Big Smoke Dallas as, as well some of the other things that they, they have going on um, you know one of the things about TVLP that I love that we do Mo is we're all over the board right you you can't pigeonhole us not yet and I, and I absolutely love that about us and so we found a guy that's 
really, really unique and, and, and special. Um, and I thought that, you know, this would be a great opportunity for us to tap into the mindset of a black surfer. So y'all check this out. You know, in talking to you, and this is literally the first time that, that we've ever visited with you, but one of the things that I, you know, can that I'm getting from you is number one, you're very balanced. Um, and then you're, you're extremely sharp, uh, mentally. What gives you that, um, I don't know that mental, like your mental toughness, like where does your mindset come from? What's that derived from? Well, <laughs> you know, I, I would, I, 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 this is the first time I'm thinking about this, but I would definitely say the, the foundation that was laid at, at Tennessee State. You know, I, um, you know, we, we all have our going through a, I think there's some camaraderie with HBCUs attending those because they were these great experiences. They weren't like in the moment of them. They were, they were very challenging, whether it be, you know, just the administration just being disarray or just, you know, just going through the, the trials and tribulations of going through an adulthood and figuring out who you are. But I feel like that prepared me to be able to, to, um, to, to know that, okay, this is something I started and this, you know, this is what I, I started here and, and I finished it. And the journey from start to finish has so many uh, ups and downs and twists and turns. So as I go through life, you know, things, you know, there, there's been some intense moments, but I feel like that foundation that I built and the support system that I have gives me the opportunity to, uh, to keep pushing and, and, um, and whatever I'm, know create my mind and put my mind towards I feel like I can achieve it and I feel like I, I'm you know I'm responsible in doing this for for the culture or for my community so I, you know it's, it's really like bigger than me and it's not just about me it's really about using my my platform to be able to amplify these positive images and, and inspire especially you know people of color african-americans to be able to um just keep pushing because we have to just wake up and, and go through so much just on a daily basis. So, you know, we need those those outlets of positivity and influence and inspiration so we can know that, okay, my, my immediate troubles, they're not, you know, we I can get through this, you know, you know that I can, I can get through this and keep pushing and keep fighting. Shout out to Worldwide Nate, man. Um, I remember when you told me, like, hey, I, I got a guy who travels the world for a living. He surfed. He swam with sharks. Uh, has you know, <laughs> rode, rode in, in cages with with sedated rhinoceroses. And I was like, "Cuff, are you sure about this?" You're like, "No, just trust me." Like, I, I think I got somebody who's really been out there. And I think what was his line? He told us, uh, uh, I, "I live in the world, but I just I just happened to vacation in L.A. because he's been in like 65 or 70 different countries or whatnot." Yeah, exactly. Uh, to follow it up, right? So we have you know Black Surfer. We've got the the Cigar World with Dallas Leaf. Uh, you know, you talked. We talked to Chantel in regards to everything she experienced from from a, a high school basketball standout to playing in the WNBA to now doing what she's doing as far as motivating women to overcome you know adversity, um, and everyone else we talked to. And then we really jumped out there. We you 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 sent me a message one day saying, "Hey, I got the guy who cut Zeke Elliott's hair." Yeah, that's the thing. You know, the power of social media, right? Um, what I think people need to realize is that obviously we're starting out and we're young. We've been, you know, doing this for about six months or so, um, just jumping out there. So we, we are really practicing what our guests 
our, our preaching, right. And, and getting out there and doing it. And so I reached out to this guy and, you know, cut Stamata, the God, um, just happened to be that he was in town in town and he cuts for Ezekiel Elliott, uh, amongst, uh, some other NFL, um, superstars, superstars and players and things like that. So you guys check out what cuts the model that God is talking about, especially with social media. And you talk about like the grind that you took to go from there to where you are now to where hey, you, you get a haircut from cuts. Like people can see and know who, who had the clippers on your head. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, it definitely has been a grind, but uh, through the help of social media, I mean, you, a lot of people get to see who you are, and to be a young barber now is so much easy. Like I, I don't understand how they, how they not making money. How you not making six <laughs> figures coming straight out? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like like if I was twenty years old right now. And having everything that I have going on, it'd be a wrap. I'd be a multi multi millionaire, and I would be a monster in this game. Like I would be a monster. Well, you're doing all right right now. I mean, we're gonna talk I, more about that in a little bit, but you you ain't hurting. I'm an old guy right now. I'm an old <laughs> guy, man. I'm trying to figure out a way out of back out of this whole thing. <laughs> I'm about to be retired soon. So how? Okay, let's talk to those young guys that are the you know these millennials. Um, I don't even know if that's the right term for this that generation, but yeah, no. Um, what are you telling them? Like, yo, you've got YouTube, you've got um, you know Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. A, a, like all the social media at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. You've you've got a chance to see the evolution of like, yo. Nobody's in my shop, and I there's not really a way for me to get it out there to mm -hmm. full blown. I can send out a mass text tweet, put a IG post story or whatever, and I can have twenty five people lined up out the door. Easy. How do you? How do? Where you coaching them up? You know, tell them, young buck, this is what you need to do. Yeah, definitely by using social media. Any young person that comes to me and says how. First of all, it's a hard question to ask or to and to answer. How did you become where you at now? Because it's something that just grew. And like I said, like without me loving what I do, I could have quit. I could have quit a long time ago and I could be working at wherever and just cutting hair just because Need something on the side, something to on the side to do, you know, time extra there. money or whatever. But now it is the money, and through the help of the the social part of life, it's a it's a major help. You got you got people that might have more followers than you, right? So you say, "Hey, shout me out! This is what I'm doing. Can you help me?" They shout you out. People start to see that from their following. You know what I mean? That following sees that following. So you don't know who those people know, and it all can come back to you. It's just a, it's just huge like that without you even doing nothing. Word of mouth still works. Word of mouth. And I mean, I don't even have that many following as far as you know what's going on now. People got hundreds of thousands, and I have forty six thousand people that. I guess they're following me. And, but, and you say that so humbly, like it's 
But you can tell that like he like he's been talking to us offline or whatever. It's like he's not even in it for that in regards to like you don't you yeah. don't base how you do your job off of that. Like yeah. you have a genuine passion. You Cause, are because now what the problem is is that a lot of these young kids that are just so savvy with with everything now they all they care about is the likes and the following. That that don't equal money. The only way that equals money. Is if you got something to sell all those people. Is the product good? Yeah. And I'm not talking about just cutting hair. I'm talking about what I got coming up. You know what I mean? I'm trying to do products. I'm trying to do a line of of, of luxury branding of, of my, who I am. You know what I mean? Like everybody can do a T-shirt and you got to slap their logo on it and they got their name on it. Right. It's a good promotion. It's good. But I want to do something a little further than that. But you're leveraging that 30 plus years of being in the game, the, the, the blood, sweat and tears that you put into the game, you know, making $50 in a day. You've leveraged that experience now mm-hmm. to say, hey, look, now I'm a beast in the game. Right. It is what it is. And I can leverage that into a product line or several different product lines. Yeah. And so, you know, when you look back and you want to coach these young bucks up, I mean, People have to understand that they have this at their fingertips, mm-hmm. but you just got to take action. You got to be passionate, passionate about what you're doing, yeah. and you have to develop that skill, whatever right. it is that you're doing across any you know yeah. specific industry. Like spend time. That's what we call the vision lab, right? Because mm-hmm. where do you go if you want to doctor something up and figure something out, mix something up? You go to the lab. Where it's quiet, it's just you, your mm-hmm. thoughts, and let's go to work. Let's grind. You know, and that's what the Vision Lab is all about, is helping people realize that I've got to go get away from all the distractions, get away from everybody else, dive deep into my craft, my passion, whatever it is that I want to do, and figure it out. You know what I mean? That That's what that's what this whole podcast is about. All right, so big ups to Cuts the Model of the God. I mean... Dude is sick with a pair of clippers and shears, right? Surgical. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I want to go into our sponsors. I mean, we've been really, really fortunate to meet a number of great people, great groups that have um, really supported us and helped us get to where we are today. Uh, first of all, we got to say thank you and a shout out to to Robert Garcia at the Farmers Insurance Agency up in uh, in Allen, Texas. Blessings uh, to you, Mr. Garcia. Yes, Thank you so much. Much appreciation. Many thanks to you. Um, a lot of this wouldn't be possible without him. So Robert actually heard one of our episodes and was truly inspired and said, hey, I got to get on board. I've got to get involved in some capacity. And so uh, big ups to you, Mo. Yeah, I actually met him, right? So I went to an art show and somebody, just a mutual acquaintance of ours, like, you know, it's a small world. You never know who you know and who they know, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody said, hey, this, this is, you know, one of the guys from the Vision Lab. And he said, hey, this is Robert. And literally he had heard some of our work and said, hey, he gave me his car because we we're, were at an art show just having a good time. He gave me his car. He said, hey, when this is over with, you know, after a couple of days, give me a call. I want to talk to you about sponsorship. Like, I like what you guys are doing. And he actually brought all of this to us. Absolutely. I, yeah. I literally did not know who he was. Somebody just said, hey, here's the guy, one of the guys from the Vision Lab. He stuck his hand out, shook his hand, and he's been great ever since that day. A hundred percent. Big ups to Robert Garcia. Um, that really, you know, you talk about a highlight for season two. Oh, man. I mean, absolutely. that was absolutely. Hu- so, Robert, we're very humbled 
um, that that you actually look at the show and and, and appreciate everything that we're doing and. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. And we look forward to a continued partnership with him for sure. Absolutely. Uh, our next sponsor that we got to shout out is, you know, the one and only Blowing Smoke down in Duncanville, Texas. EB, Miss Lisa, big ups. Shout out to you, Cuff, because I remember when we first started, we were like, okay, well, where can we go record? You know, who, who can we get on the show, so on and so forth? He was like, hey, I know somebody, I know a lady who actually owns her own spot. I was like, all right, cool, no problem. And then we, we actually went there and we met EB, and she has been... It's been a godsend ever since that day. I mean, you know, when we look at the backdrop of TVOP and what it is, right? So we're all about self-empowerment, self-improvement, uh, self-help, if you will, and, and really trying to figure out to be how to be the best versions of ourselves, right? But the backdrop also is cigars. And so, like I said, in, in EB's interview, I think it was episode uh, three, two or three. Two, two or three. three. Yeah, I think it was three. It was three. Cause uh, yeah, so um, I, you know, I, we have a relationship there, and so um, I thought that there may be some synergy that could exist where we could, you know, really promote them, and they can help us, and and it's been it's been, you know, really working as you like to say in lockstep. Um, so I just want to say thank you to Edwina for having the belief and the um, faith in, in the, the show, and absolutely in the show. And you really connected us with a lot of folks in the uh, in the cigar industry, and you know now we're really making some headway, and we're in a lot of different uh, homes and, and different earbuds, and you know cars and radios throughout uh, the DFW area as well as the world. So yeah, big ups to you, E. Thank you so much, EB. Uh, which leads us to to one of our next sponsors, the the crew at uh, at Dallas Leaf, uh, Ron, Taz, Teresa. Cherie. Uh, Cherie and the bean counter himself, David. New York. And all the rest of them. Yes. Uh, like I said earlier, they they move and they move as one. Um, and they're great to work with just because I like I like Ron so much because Ron is just very like blunt, like here's what it is, here's what we're trying to get done, and we just work it out from there. It's very like uh like I say he he he's a he's an adult, right? Because we know we've talked to some people about some stuff for our show, and next thing you know, it's like, well, wait a minute, like we didn't even discuss all of that. We ask Ron for whatever it is we need. He'll ask us for whatever it is he needs, and we just get it worked out. Like it's a very, it's a very good relate, working relationship. Yeah. And so, if you guys are listening to the uh, to, to the podcast here, make sure you uh, attend Big Smoke Dallas Memorial Day weekend. Um, details you know, to come. Yeah, details will be coming. We've got some more episodes coming out. Shh, don't tell anybody. Um, so, super excited for that that partnership and that that sponsorship that. Uh, Dallas Leaf LLC uh, joined in on and partnered with us with. Can we talk about the good the good guys now? I think so. Can we go ahead and let that cat out the bag? Yeah, let's do it. You know, we're we're closing out the year, so let's do that. Hey, starting in twenty twenty, uh, we have uh, come to a, an agreement, if you will, slash partnership with the good guys over at Definition Cigars. Anybody here in DFW, look, if you're a cigar smoker and you're trying to support homegrown local businessmen who got it all together, five guys who literally move as one, as a unit. They're great to work with. Chad, Jamon, Jamal, Jerwin, and Neo, every single one of them. They're at Venetti's every single Tuesday night. You can't miss them. You know you're smoking one of their cigars because there's going to be a a ribbon around the cigar. Most people in the cigar world are going to have some type of plastic label around the the, the tip of it, if you will. Uh, but they're, they're special, right? Uh, there's a, re- there's a reason there's a, a blue ribbon or a silver ribbon or a yellow ribbon. Like it's a, a special stick. stick. 
The sticks are amazing. Absolutely. And they're a special group. So we want to say thank you to all of the good guys there at Definition Cigars. And we look forward to what 2020 is going to bring for all of us. Yes. Thank you for your sponsorship for 2020. So we're, again, as Mo said, I want to echo that. We're super, super excited. So um, next up, I'm really excited about this as well because we have procured. Um, let me give you a quick background. Go ahead. Um, the, the the Vision Lab podcast is is mobile, so we we interview anyone anywhere at any time, um, and, and and the hopes that we're giving you guys quality content, right? And I obviously, as as I mentioned before, you know, we kind of want to have that backdrop of smoking a stick while we're out there, and so um, a couple of the episodes have been a little choppy. Uh, we're learning as we go. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that we all learn learn as we as we go along, um, but. You know, when you're into this podcast game, it's very important that you've got great quality and great sound. And so the Vision Lab podcast is proud to be in partnership with Nexum Creative and none other than one of our guests, Mr. Paul Rogers. Paul, are you there? I surely am, Cuff. Yo. What up, P? Man, I, it's, it is a true honor to be able to partner with you guys, I believe, in Every single thing that you do, just from our relationship, Cuff, from the from the past and our newly developed relationship, Mo, uh, I just I, ble- I just believe in everything that you do. I, I see the, I see your vision, and I believe that you guys are just you know sharing it with the world. Well, I, I just want to say this is like ultimate. Like I'm just so grateful for the opportunity. Paul's got a state of the art studio where he's got. Uh, three different rooms where you can record in, whether it's a video, whether it's a podcast, whether it's, if you're even into music and you want to do some recording, he's got Attic of Sounds that, I mean, Oh my. The, the brother is, <laughs> exactly, oh my. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. The brother is absolutely crushing the game. Um, and, and one of the best things about, like all, all the studio, all the equipment, state of the art, and, and that's dope, right? But, He's a great human being, and he understands is, us, right? The the fact that the he's a he's a great human being, and he's willing to work and put in the hours specifically for you. I'm telling you from firsthand experience. I know that this dude will be in the lab, right? One, two, three o'clock in the morning until it's right. So, big ups to you, Paul. Um, you know, you were on our show. I was. You know, and, and it was an honor to be there. Yeah, and and this is. Um, Honestly, I I said this earlier in the in the podcast that you know your show is or your episode was one of the best episodes uh, of not only of the season but really of the entire podcast. It was it was dope, man. It was so inspirational. We got phone calls about your episode. I, yeah, I mean, well, we, I really we had people it. actually saying, "Yo, I was in tears listening to Paul's episode." Wow, that that means a lot to me because it was just my life and the way that I looked at it. And the ways that I wasn't able to look at it until recently, you know, and I hope that I, the only hope that I have for that episode and for anything else that I do in my life period is to be able to show people what can be done no matter what has happened. So that's just, that's, that's awesome that, that people have felt that much from that because that's just me. You know, at the end of the day, I I always say, and I, I tell Mo this all the time, I'm like, look, at the end of the day, we just want to impact one life because you don't know what that one life will do, right? You don't know who that one life 
is. You don't know what that one life will do beyond, you know, listening to your episode or listening to your podcast and, and the influence and the effect and the ripple effect that that individual has. And so, I mean, brother, when I tell you that that, that episode was so inspiring, you, you got two because I was one of them as well, for sure. And I really appreciate that. And like I said, I just wanted to tell my side of the story and really be able to, even if it was just one life to be able to be, be, be touched by the words. That's, that means the world to me. Y'all came a long way from playing Nerf basketball <laughs> singular. I'm telling you, boy. We we have. Paul's come a lot farther than I have. <laughs> Paul's That's, like a GQ okay. model up in this piece right now. That's a GQ okay. model who can sing. Who can straight up sing with the A and G. Hey, real quick. Um, yeah. We got a couple more minutes here. I want I want to uh, quickly ask you a couple questions. Sure. Why, why sponsor... Why part? Why go into partnership with the Vision Lab podcast? Like I said before, I just I truly believe in your vision. You know the the name of the show. I understand where you're coming from because I believe that the impact on people is so it's so it's very needed in this world today. There's so much negativity. Yeah, you know, and I it's. It's not fun to hear every single day on social medias, news, everything is all based on negativity. You don't hear anything positive anymore. So being able to be partnered with a platform that not only procures positivity, but it also brings the negative side all the way up to the positive, no matter what happens negatively in anyone's life. You know, if it's one of those type of episodes, it always ends up okay because as long as we have that positive outlook, that end of the tunnel type thing, we know we can make it through. Yeah. And I just being, it's, it's like I said before, it's, it's truly an honor to be able to partner with you guys because I, 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 these, these sky's the limit for this podcast. And I'm, I'm just, I can't wait to be along for the ride. Well, we, we certainly appreciate the partnership. So listen, if anyone, I don't care if you're in the DFW or not, Holler at Paul. Um, you know, his what's, what's your Instagram handle, real quick? It's at nothing but podcasts, plural, plural, yeah, with that S on the end. And then Facebook, nothing but podcasts, and also nexumcreative.com. As how do you well spell as Nexum, Nexum is N E X M creative.com. We do any kind of content creation for you to be able to market your brand and to really put yourself out there. I'm telling you, y'all, and Mo can attest to this as well, state of the art, he's got cameras. He's got probably, I don't know, eight different mics. He's got speakers everywhere. Know, speakers everywhere. He's got beautiful lights. and, and Always adding new things he's on always, a daily basis. Just added a new couch into one of his studios. And two new speakers in here. So um, it's kind of an addiction, but I love it. Yeah, he's, he's the best. So y'all make sure you you check out uh, Nexum Creative and Nothing But Podcast with Paul Rogers. So um, as we close out this segment, um, I got a special announcement to make here when we get back. And special guests too. And some special guests. We'll be right back here on the Vision Lab Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Ryan Mosley, one half of the Vision Lab Podcast. And if you're looking for the best insurance and customer service, make sure you pick up the phone and dial 972-645-1844 for Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. Whether it's home, life, or business insurance, Robert Garcia and his team are the best at protecting you and your family long term. 972-645-1844. 
Once again, that's Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. The phone number is 972-645-1844, and the website is farmersagent.com slash rgarcia. This is Paul Rogers, owner and CEO of Nothing But Podcasts, powered by Nexum Creative. If you are looking to start a podcast and have no idea how or need some help making it successful, visit our website at nothingbutpodcasts.com and follow us on Instagram at Nothing But Podcasts. From recording in our fully dedicated and sound-treated podcast studio to editing your podcast from afar, we can help. Once again, visit us at nothingbutpodcasts.com and follow us on Instagram. We'll talk to you soon. Welcome back to the Vision Lab Podcast. Cuff, um, do we have a special announcement, if you will? I believe we do, sir, my good man. Proceed. Yes, so... For all of you guys that have been following us on our journey, uh, episode 16 featured Cena Banks and none other than my beautiful, talented, amazing wife, Heather Dior. Uh, it was the motivated woman. So first and foremost, if you haven't had an opportunity to uh, listen to that episode, make sure you guys go back on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Pop Podcasts. You can find us anywhere at this point now. Um, and, you know, we, we introduced the idea of this concept of really um, a spinoff. And so I'm super like stoked and excited and proud to announce that that spinoff is now a reality. It's alive. It is a live. We're live. Amen. So, Hey boo. Hey. <laughs> so here we are. Um, I've got my beautiful and amazing wife, Heather Dior alongside with her co-host, Miss Chrissy D. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. How are we Hi, doing? Ryan. Hey, hey, I'm hey. Good. hey. She got on her smooth. Yes, she did. She smooth. did. <laughs> so, Miss um, Dior, Miss Heather Dior, mm -hmm. um, what is the name of your podcast? The name is Uninhibit Her. So, you know, it's all about just being real, just girl talk, being completely uninhibited, and just our guests, when we have guests, just gonna come on the show and just be themselves. The first segment that we're going to have is going to be focused on relationships. And Chrissy and I were super excited about that, especially yes. Chrissy. She keeps me hip because <laughs> she's in the dating game now. So, you know, she keeps us enlightened and we just want to make it fun. So just come on. And when you're listening, just have some wine or your favorite latte and just have some girl talk. Love it. Love it. So, Chrissy, this is uh, kind of your both of y'all. Actually, this is your both uh, both of y'all's first foray into, you know, the podcast yes, world. Yes. So I know I've been a part of your episodes on the back end and kind of, you know, watching and, and observing from, from a distance um, as best I can. Um, what's been your experience thus far? It's been really fun. And I, you know, I'm great or I'm grateful for Heather to bring me on board to have this experience, you know, just to do what we do normally as friends, you <laughs> right. know, chit-chatting and whatnot. So it's cool to have a... A voice, you yeah. know, and to be able to get out there and to reach as many people as possible to share our vision and our goals, you know. So, Miss Dior, Miss Heather yes. Dior, what? Mm -hmm. well, let me ask you this: sure. um, What's the goal of your podcast? So, yes, we have goals, but we also want it just to be a relaxing setting where people can just listen in, tune in, whether they're driving to work, whether they're just hanging out on the weekends, and they just want something fun that they can unwind to. Like I said, pour a glass of wine, have a latte and just chill and have listen to some girl talk. We're going to talk about, you know, just hot topics, 
We're going to have entrepreneurs on there that are sharing what they're working on. It's all about empowering women, relationships, just different things, laws of attraction, just keeping it interesting, keeping life enticing. Absolutely. Now, do we get to come on from time to time? Yeah. Because y'all just can't have all the fun. Like, we got to balance it out. Uh, we'll we'll think no about it. Right, exactly. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. Like, fitting. Like, I mean, like, we're, like the th- three of us in here are married, but like, Chrissy, you're still out there in the game and whatnot. Yes. So it's, you know, I call it like playing in traffic, right? Given the day's climate. <laughs> Today's climate. Yeah, I call it playing in traffic. You're just out there ducking cars, right? It feels right? like that sometimes. <laughs> and hopefully yes. you're just getting the right Uber car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so, you know, with y'all having girl talking, it sounds like you know, you're creating a safe space for women, right? But Absolutely. y'all just can't have all the fun and turn into like the, the man-hater club. Like, y'all got to let oh, us in here from no. time to time to of hold course. it out. The spinoff yeah. can't be that, right? I'm, I'm asking them. We just got to make sure. <laughs> of course not. No, it's no, no, not no. not that type of mood at all. No. 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 I mean, and of course, it's about empowering women and having a platform for their voice, but... It's definitely for entrepreneurs of whatever sex. It doesn't matter. So absolutely, it's a platform for everyone to be on our show and just be completely uninhibited, whether it's he or her. Just making sure. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have appreciated all of your support. Well, real quick, I want to oh, jump me, I apologize. in real, uh, real quick. Sorry about that. Um, Heather, Chrissy D., so... The podcast. One uh-huh. more time. What's the name? Uninhibit Her. Okay. And then how can folks find you guys? They can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And, and what's your handle? Uninhibit Her. Spell it. U-N-I-N-H-I-B-I-T-H-E-R. There you go. Love that. Love <laughs> All right. My bad on that, Mo. I got to make sure we, we we support the wife. Thanks, oh, no baby. problem. No problem. Thank I apologize. Um, by the way, shout out to, to, to you Cuff and, and your beautiful wife uh, and, and Harper. Oh, yeah. Yes. Shout out to, to Harper. Baby. Uh, what's she, four months now? Is it four? She today. is. That's a, to today. the day. Yeah, to shout, the day. Shout out to Harper who's over there in the side studio hanging out. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, th- this is the, the end of season two. Uh, we definitely appreciate your support. Um, it's, uh, it's been a heck of a journey. Uh, Cuff and I were talking before we actually started recording. We basically started planning all of this damn near a, a, a year to the day yeah. uh, that, that we're recording this. And it's been a heck of a thing. He and I are going to have to have a talk in regards to 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 reevaluating some of the things we have accomplished and little things that we still need to get handled or whatnot. But that said, we appreciate all support. We appreciate our sponsors. We appreciate our fans, everyone who, who has DM'd us, given us advice. Everything, guys. I mean, this has been, again, such an amazing ride. 2020 is going to be bigger. It's going to be better. Um, we're working on a couple of other different things. Obviously, we don't want to let the cat out the bag at this particular time. Um, but 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 tune in each and every Tuesday. Uh, we'll have some special guests. I mean, we've already got a lineup set uh, for the first part of the year. It's going to be some amazing guests. Again, you know, Mo and I, we never try to stay uh, in one specific lane. We try to bounce from, you know, um, different guest to guest and, and different um, ideologies. Yeah, exactly. Ideologies. Um, but we're going to try to, we're going to continue to bring you quality content each and every week. What I want to do is I want to make sure that each of you guys know that you can get a hold of us through Instagram. Our handle is at the Vision Lab Podcast on Instagram. We've got a Facebook page as well. It's the Vision Lab Podcast. So make sure you guys check us out. And big shout out to Mo. Uh, we were able to get this accomplished this year. So I want to unveil this. It's the Vision Lab Podcast website. So go check out the Vision Lab Podcast.com. Again, that's the Vision Lab Podcast.com. 
to find out all things and everything that deals with the Vision Lab podcast. So before we land this plane, okay, we, we do this on every other episode. Are we going to ask them to? Yes. All right, let's Why do it. Why wouldn't cool. we do it? All Why right. wouldn't you do so, it? So since, since you know Heather, like you know her better than I do, obviously. Let's crisscross, yeah, for exactly. sure. Exactly, got yeah. you. Okay, so check it out, Heather. Um, here's how this goes, right? And I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought this up, Cuff. Um, Got to stay true to the game. All the time, 10 toes down. Uh, there are, uh, it's a round table. Um, you have one of the seats, and there are five other people. Who are they? Who are your top five people that are going to be at that table? And you can't say Jesus. Mm. Mm, that's a great question. I was thinking you were going to ask me another question. I was ready. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, hmm, definitely Oprah. We are going to have to have, of course, my father. You know, he's been an intricate part of my life, my growth, and just, you know, creating my whole entire creation, obviously. Uh, my husband, he has always believed in me. He saw this vision of uninhibit her before I even saw it in myself. Uh, definitely my best friend who has been a huge supporter in me. And, of course, can I have six? Or I have to have five. Sure. Okay. You're you're married. Have, you're married to one of the hosts. We'll give okay, you an extra seat. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I gotta have my partner, Chrissy D, because I mean, you know, we're we're doing life together. You know, when I moved to Dallas, quick backstory: she, I did not know anyone except aside from my husband's friends, and she was extremely warm and welcoming to me, and has been an intricate part of my tri- my matriculation living in Dallas. So definitely, she will definitely have a seat at my table, and um. You know, of course, this may be non-traditional, but my child, I want her with me everywhere I go. I want to gear her in life. So wherever I go, I want her at a seat at my table. Absolutely love that. Okay, Miss Chrissy D. So we're not going to ask the same question. So you get a different Darn question, it. okay? And <laughs> You're ready. I'm not making it easy. And so I, I, I do want to echo the sentiments of my wife and say thank you for embracing her and your whole clique, right, that uh, has has welcomed her into what you guys do, um, you know, the positivity that you young women uh, exemplify on a daily basis. So I want to say thank you for welcoming her with open arms as she transitioned from Nashville to Dallas. Um, now, with all the hoopla and the gooey-gooey stuff out the way, yes. Um, what advice would Chrissy D be hmm. giving herself from five years ago? Oh, wow. That's the question <clears throat> I thought I had. <laughs> yeah, we, we flipped it on you. I knew you was waiting on it. I knew you were. Dang it. Okay, so I kind of have been thinking about this, but um, I think the one thing that I would tell that self in the past is to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um you know, just anything in life you that you you go through, you possibly it, it's just a shift, and you're ever changing and whatnot. So I think just being okay with the flexibility and being flexible sure. in life, yeah, sure. Yeah. So getting uncomfortable, being uncomfortable. Um, I I, I love that. I, I subscribe to that mentality. Um, you know, Steve Harvey says, and I'm sure he's not the one that coined it, coined this phrase, but yeah. Yeah. you got to be willing to. Um, sacrifice and, and go beyond mm-hmm. 
your level of comfort because everything that you want is on the other it's side of fear. It's on the other, yes. I well, yeah. absolutely love yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, so um, this is the last part here as we land this plane. Let's fast forward the clock. I'm going to make you about five years older. Is that okay? Mm. Okay. So your older version of yourself mm-hmm. is looking back at you today. Mm-hmm. What advice would you, the older Chrissy D be telling Chrissy D of today? You know, I think it would be along the lines of keep going and keep dreaming and, you know, just continue to just grow, you know, and to continue to just be okay with yourself, you know, like you are fine right where you are, but you don't want to be stagnant and you don't want to, you know, overlook possibilities. So just continue to be open-minded and and grow. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the voices voices that you've been hearing has been Miss Heather Dior and Chrissy D of Uninhibit Her. They will be launching their brand new podcast on February 1st, 2020. Make sure you, you check them out. They're again on Instagram at, at Uninhibit Her as well as on Facebook. Um, for all things Vision Lab Podcast, feel free to reach out to us on our website. Again, that address is the vision lab podcast.com. Um, if we're, we're looking for sponsors, we're looking for anyone that wants to get on the show. So we're going to wrap season two out, but before we do a big shout out to all of our guests, miss Dominique Yancey, Clarence e. Hill jr. The star telegram, Tiffany Hicks, the good guys, the definition of cigars, miss DJ ivory of the clarity house, Cena banks, the motivated woman, Terrell Brown, TB, stronger than you think, AKA stuck chef, Tiffany, Nicole Tisdale. Shout out to you, Tiff. Cameron Thompson of Recognizing Potential. The the one and only Amy Hampton. Mr. Worldwide Nate. All the crew at Dallas, Leaf and Big Smoke Dallas. Big ups to our man Paul Rogers. Chantel Anderson, thank you so much, Telly. We appreciate you. Cuts to model the God. Thank you for blessing us, sir. Larry Alderson. Uncle Larry, we love you, man. We appreciate all the knowledge you've given us. The humble one, Mr. Eric Warfield and 100 Kids for Christmas. Lola Wilson. Lola, thank you so much for your advice and and just your help along the way as we've been working on this. And last but not least, the last episode of uh, 2019, Mr. Brendan P. Johnson of Cigar Porn DFW. Guys, it's been an amazing, amazing opportunity to interview each and every one of you. Um, Mo and I are just so humbled by the opportunity. So, other than that, guys, what do we have to say? On behalf of the Vision Lab podcast and Uninhibit Her, Happy New Year! Happy New Year.